Welcome to the Road to Wellville podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Terrell. Together, we will explore our own wellness journeys, nurturing body, mind, and spirit. Join me as I talk to top wellness professionals from all over the world with a wide range of backgrounds and specialties. I invite you to discover, discuss, and design your own path on the road to Wellville. Welcome, listener. Today, I am so excited to introduce you to Alana Weinberg. Alana is a yoga teacher, chakra coach, and Reiki master. She has written, co-produced, and starred in Reiki films, co-authored the book Modern Day Miracles with Louise Hay, and studied with Deepak Chopra. She has a wide background that ranges from Ayurveda to healing trauma. I'm so excited to dive deeper into these topics with her and find out more about how she uses this diverse toolbox that we were actually talking about a little earlier to heal herself and help others. Alana, we've known each other since high school, and I've been inspired by your positive energy since way back then. Um, I remember that you always had this positive energy, and whenever our paths crossed, I wanted to be around you. You felt like an old soul. And um, even when we were right out of college, we were both actors. And I remember running into you like at some auditions and stuff. And I always just felt really attracted to you and your energy. You, you certainly strike me as a creative soul who uses lots of different media to express yourself, including spiritual arts. I know through the whole process, you've been doing deep work and healing. And I'm really looking forward to hearing more about your story. Thank you. I felt the same way about you. I always felt really drawn to you and your energy and your presence. And um, I'm just so grateful to connect with you today. Yeah. And all that you're doing. I, I love all that you are doing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, so I wanted to start uh, kind of at the beginning. I know for a lot of us that are on this healing path and we're helping others, there was an early experience that set you on this path. So I would love to hear if you had any kind of early experiences that set you on this path of healing for yourself. Sure. Um, so for me, I feel like it's kind of always been around, you know, I always was attracted to yoga. Um, there was always anything like mention of energy, energy work. I was always kind of, you know, keeping my feelers out for, um, but in my early twenties, um, I was diagnosed with severe Crohn's disease and I was bedridden for over two years. Um, and, um, you know, it was not a good time. <laughs> um, and I did everything that the doctors told me and took every medication the doctors told me until I reached a point where the doctors literally gave up on me. They were the top people at Cedar sinais and I was going every week and they told me um, to stop coming back. They told me they had no more tricks up their sleeve and it was just too depressing and they couldn't help me and not to come in. So that kind of pushed me into, um, you know, how, well, how, <laughs> how am I going to get better? Um, and I mentioned to you earlier, we were talking earlier before the podcast that, um, you know, in a way it, it was of course a blessing because there was a part of me that, 
even during those two years of taking all the medications, I was constantly listening to Louise Hay. I was really into uh, Dr. Bernie Siegel at, at that time too. I was doing things, you know, I, I kind of always knew that mind body connection was there, but it wasn't, but I kept, you know, very diligently doing as the doctors asked. And it wasn't until, you know, they no longer wanted to help me that I really took it upon myself to, okay, I need to get better. Let's really dive into the mind body connection. Let's really dive in to meditating. Meditating was kind of my big thing. So what really got me on my journey was meditation and the meditation alone got me well enough that I would leave the house one day a week for one hour to go to this meditation club. And when I did, I met a guy there who was doing a Reiki training and there was something about Reiki that always I was drawn to and I wanted to know more about it. And I remember he said, then you need to come with me. And I was like, how am I going to do that? Like I was barely leaving my house. And I remember we took everything but the kitchen sink. I think I had like five bags of stuff (laughs) and we did. and And so my first, you know, exposure to Reiki was a Reiki training And then I just kept doing self-healing. My friend and I kept doing, um, you know, trades, you know, Reiki on each other. And I kept getting better and better and better and doing my meditation, just all these different things. And then I wound up doing, you know, becoming a Reiki master teacher. And the person who trained me to be a Reiki master teacher also trained people to its cloud nine yoga school to be yoga instructors. And so she told me, we're, you need to be a yoga instructor. We're going to make you a yoga instructor. And at the time I was like, give me a break. Like I was kind of doing restorative yoga at that point because the meditation club was in a yoga studio. So that kind of was drawing me into the yoga. Um, and, uh, and I said, you know, I can barely do a restorative yoga class. And for the training you needed, you know, eight hour asana days and that asana is the poses, but it was just days where you like very physical work for eight hours. And at the end was a retreat, which I thought in in six months, there's no way I can go on a, you know, an overnight retreat. I just was not in that place. And she was very loving, very nurturing. She said, I just know, I just feel like you need to do this and we will do everything we can to make it work. If it takes you three years, whatever, you know, we're going to, we're going to make it go at your pace. Well, I don't know what happened to be honest, because by the end of six months, not only did I go on the retreat, but I was teaching level two yoga. Like I just dived into the yoga philosophy and continuing the Reiki on myself and just all of it. And I just got so healthy. So um, it clearly, (laughs) you know, propelled me in a way of, you know, over two years of constant medication and medical advice and infusions and, you know, just was not helping me, probably making me worse and listening to my body, tuning into energy, doing healthy habits like yoga and meditation and affirmation work, changing my thoughts and my patterns just propelled me into so much health. And from that day on, I've just been wanting to share that with others, share the gifts. And through, through time, you mentioned also trauma, I've gone back and really worked on you know, pattern rehealing and, and I'm very into somatic work, you know, looking at, I love the brain and the nervous system. I dork out a little bit on science. Um, and, you know, so I've, I've just kind of increased upon that and everything I learn, I just want to help others in their path to, to be able to have these tools because they are tools, you know, and a lot of us grew up 
lacking a lot of these tools. And a lot of us turn to different types of coping that aren't our healthiest or the best coping tools because we ha- we don't have other ones. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, you know, I work with people in recovery as well. So a lot of people, you know, turn to drugs or alcohol because they don't know how to cope. And so it's not just about letting go of those things. It's about replacing them with proper, good healing coping tools. So I work with that as well. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. What a great story um, that you have of healing and you just took it into your own hands. I think you, you might've sort of talked about this, but I was wondering if you wanted to touch on it some more. So you have this physical, really severe physical ailment Yes. And you healed it with these spiritual tools. I mean, you were said you were doing asanas and some restorative physical tools, but it sounds like you were using a lot of like energetic, spiritual, and maybe some emotional um, tools in your toolbox too. Was there a point when you realized that that physical issue had like spiritual, emotional roots that were causing yeah. it? I mean, I think they were always there. I mean, I think, but I, I think the exper- the experiential of it showed that to me. Like I'm also a Kundalini yoga instructor and they say a lot in Kundalini yoga, it's the experience, you know, you have to have the experience. And once you have the experience, you'll know what I'm talking about. So going through the experience, especially the healing of it, you know, um, really made me understand how, amazing that mind body connection is. And now that I am a practitioner, I can see it so clearly clients come in for a physical ailment. We get into the emotional behind it, you know, or they come in for emotional, it, you know, it, it, the mind, body, soul, spirit, it is all connected. And our body is actually this beautiful vessel that is a communication tool for us. You know, so sometimes our body is screaming, you need to stop, you need to get help. You need to, you know, there is a better way and you're not, you're not getting it. So I'm going to stop you in your, your path, you know, which, you know, at the moment, trust me, it can be very, very frustrating and upsetting and, and you want to heal. And a lot of us, um, you know, are very, you know, we were taught in, as in the society we grew up in, you know, a very Western medicine approach. And trust me, if I get hit by a car, I, I'm please take me to a hospital. You know, I, I'm very much within you know, we can all work together, that, that they do all work together. And a lot of the times I feel like, you know, we, we are speaking a same li- different languages, but we're saying the same things. So if you look at the chakra system, there's an endocrine gland everywhere that there's a chakra, that's energy produced in your body by your hormone, you know? So to me, science and um, spirituality, they, to me, they, co- they can coexist and coincide and are very symbiotic. Um, but sometimes, you know, we, we are raised in a system where we don't, we're not, we don't have exposure to that other spiritual, that other element, you know, what is Reiki? What is energy work? You know, we, we don't know what it is. And sometimes it isn't until, like you said, some big event occurs where you kind of don't have any other choice, you know, and then you enter that path. And so that's why getting these tools out there to people so important to me, you know, it, it does feel like my purpose because it, it is so helpful and beneficial and just learning, learning, you know, to love yourself, to love your body, to love that your body is this tool in this vessel, giving you these, these messages and to listen to these yeah. messages, you know, and learning, learning your own intuition to, to heal yourself. 
Yeah, absolutely. And when we were talking about this before, I know we were saying how we both felt maybe like we were good little girls that were doing what we were supposed to do and listening to the doctors who went to school for a long time. And I think we both agree that that has tremendous value, right? The doctors yes. have tremendous value. And it took the time, it took it to get to the time where the doctors, these experts were saying, we don't have a solution for you, for us to feel like we had the permission to, yes. to um, then take that responsibility onto ourselves when actually the responsibility was ours the whole time, which then gives us power, right? If we take the responsibility, then we then it actually is, is a great amount of power. Um, I do think it takes a level of trust, right? And like you were saying, the experiential, you take, you know, it takes a little bit of trust in yourself or trust in these um these other tools to take the first step and then the second step. And then as you said, like in Kundalini, you experience it. And then wow, this is working. Well, this is working. I tried this, this is working. Then you kind of continue down that path as you, you know, the proof is in the pudding as you see it. Yes. And I think sharing these stories is important as well to give you that permission, you know, that when you hear there's other people and I've worked with lots of people that, you know, the medical profession can help or, you know, or just, but I, you know, I also work with a lot of nurses. So I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, because a lot of nurses need extra self-care and support. And I work with, actually have a lot of psychologists as well that are yeah. clients of mine, you know? Um, so, you know, there's, you know, and things are changing. They're, they're changing the place I used to work at, go inward. We used to go into Kaiser and do Reiki work on their, um, their staff. So, mm-hmm. you know, Amazing. things are, are, are starting to become more open, but like you said, you know, I want to give a permission slip. I want to give a permission slip to every listener <laughs> to, you know, try some alternative, you know, type things. But hopefully one day, like I was saying to me, they're symbiotic. Like, like one day it won't be seen as so alternative. Mm-hmm. You know, it will, it, it, we can be able to use all these systems. They're, they're all tools. They're all beautiful. They all have wonderful value is how right. I feel. Yeah, that's kind of one of my intentions for the website actually is, is where a doctor, because I work with an integrative doctor who I love, um, and he, I know, has had a shortage of like nutritionists or, um, you know, people, Reiki practitioners, different um, uh, modalities, you know, it's like, it's great. It's a place where he can then, you know, say, well, I think this might be a good idea. And here's a place you could look, you know, to find a professional to help you further, because that's not my specialty, right? Yes. Yeah. And just to have, you know, different support, you know, like that's mm-hmm. kind of what they are. The energy work is, is to support your body and its natural healing ability, you know, and, and we all need different support in different ways. And, and what, you know, I teach such a variety of yoga classes because one, you know, there are people who try one and they hate it and they try a different kind and they love it. You know, we're all just, you know, individuals. So it's part of that, like listening to your intuition, what, connects with you, what works for you. Yeah. I know we were talking about Kundalini earlier and I remember my, one of my best friends who took me to my first Kundalini class and this was Ram Dass Spearsing. It's in Santa oh, wow. in his little house, you know, where he cooks like dinner for you afterwards. And it was crowded. I mean, his house has got to be over a hundred years old. And I just remember like, this is yoga because my yoga experience has been, you know, Lululemon wasn't around at the time, but you know, whatever, like, like gym yoga. Yeah, exactly. Like gym yoga, which I loved. I had great teachers at the yes. time too, but yeah, I was like, wow. And then at first I remember it was like, this chanting is kind of weird. Like, okay, I'm just here with my friend to like, you know, we're going to go have drinks later or something. And then it just, then I was like, oh my gosh, these changes. It's like what you said, you know, like I just kind of put myself there and I was open to it. And then 
you know, later that week, I was profound changes like in, in work, like stressful things coming up. And I just felt like I could deal with them so much better. And I had more tools. And then I just followed that path, like a snowball going downhill. And I haven't looked back since. And I'm so glad I did. Um, but I, I kind of forgot the point there. But, you know, I think it was what you're saying about the, all the different types of yoga. That what, what can connection people. With for me, people. the first time I did Kundalini yoga, I hated it. I would be mm-hmm. honest. First time I did, I just wasn't there at that time. Maybe I had to be a Hatha yoga instructor for like 14 years before I was ready for Kundalini. Like I just, the first time I I tried Kundalini, I was like, whoa, that's, you know, much for me. And now I absolutely love it. So we we can change. And that's why I I teach such a variety of yoga classes. People always ask me, what kind of yoga do you do? And in my own daily practice, sometimes it's kundalini, sometimes it's vinyasa flow, sometimes it's very restorative. And that's what I love about yoga. Um, and what makes me a dynamic teacher is like I said, I, I mean, I know every variation, every pose, because I had to learn it because I couldn't get it. I could barely move my body when I began my yogic path. And that's to me, the beauty of yoga is you can barely move and be in bed and you can still do yoga. You can mm-hmm. do breath work. Mm-hmm. You can do meditations. You can do chants. You know, it isn't all about, we're very focused in Western society on asanas, the poses. And uh, that's what I joke with gym yoga. I actually, believe it or not, taught Kundalini yoga in a gym. <laughs> <laughs> when we first reopened from COVID, they let me do that. So that was really cool. That's um, awesome. But um but you know, we there a lot of yoga classes are very focused on on the physical aspect. There's so much more oh, yeah. to to it. So um, I, wish I, I, that, I just love that. So wherever you're at, there's a yoga for you. Yeah, absolutely. I wish I remembered his name, and I'll have to research it. Maybe I'll put it in the podcast notes. But I heard a speaker. He had been a football player. I think a professional football player. Maybe it was college, and he had had like um, a devastating injury where then you know, like on the field where he was then paralyzed from the neck down and he didn't know anything about yoga at that point but I think someone came in and started teaching him breath work yes that was his first piece and the breath work started to really change him and he built from there like a yoga practice and now he's a yoga teacher he's walking you would never know that he'd have this this injury where doctors were saying you're never going to walk again you know, yes, totally. Breath work. Um, yes. Amazing. No, breath work is amazing. I am. I always say that if you can master the breath, you can master anything. Like the breath is amazing. And it's always with you. Always. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like that link between your sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system. Yes, it is. Definitely. Awesome. Well, I know we've been talking about energy um, and I do have other, you know, other people that I speak to about energy and I feel like the, the definition can be, um, kind of broad, you know, of course it's broad, but I would love to hear from you in your words. If I have a listener who's saying, well, what does that mean? Energy? You know, I know I have energy to go for a walk or I don't have energy. So I go to bed, but what, what do you mean when you're talking about energy and how does it affect our lives? It's a very interesting question. Um, to me, energy is kind of in, in yoga, we say prana, life force. It's like the life force between everything. But to me, it's not just the life force between everything. It's also the breaths in between. Uh, it's that, it's like the, that which we cannot see, which is kind of create, what is creating, you know, energy is to me, like what is making the plants grow? What is, what is, you know, if I think, you know, if you're in a chakra, it's very second chakra, <laughs> um, you know, what, what is, you know, our, my passion, what is driving me forward? What is getting me to do things? And then also 
um, relationships, community, you know, there's, there's an energy right now between you and I that we are creating. If we stop talking, that energy is still there. You know, if, when we talk about energy in the body, so I talk about, you know, the chakra system, I'm a big fan of, um, energy work, you know, energy work. It's not me giving you my energy. It's just, there's universal energy. There's, it's abundant. It's infinite. There's full access to it. And when we can enter that energetic realm, um, I've studied a lot with Deepak Chopra. He talks a lot about, you know, like it's limited, limitless. There's infinite possibilities, you know, um, energetically. So that energy can even be potential. He talks about pure potentiality. It can even be that, that energetic potential of, you know, what can be, what is, you know, um, and if, you know, you can even get on the level of soul, you know, what exists beyond, you know, this, this is my body, this is my vessel, but, you know, you know, when somebody passes, you know, I use the reference with my daughter that it's kind of like a candy bar and a candy bar wrapper, you know, and our bodies are kind of just our candy bar wrapper, you know, but that essence, that energetic inside of us, you know, can go beyond wherever you believe it goes. That's up to you. I'm not even sure. <laughs> um, I joke that I believe in everything and nothing all at once at the same time. And I'm very open to different viewpoints and ideas. Um, and so just to me, ener energy is, is everything that, I mean, it's everything really. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Or Absolutely. probably doesn't. <laughs> I, I like that analogy of the, um, the candy bar, the candy bar wrapper. That's a great way to look at it. You know, it's like the body is our, our shell or our housing that, you know, helps us get from A to B. You couldn't take the candy bar from the Hershey's factory to the store without the wrapper. Right. But it's yes, really no, the wrapper yeah. Is important. yeah. And it's important to take good care of your wrapper. Exactly. Yeah. You want a nice wrapper, shiny, shiny silver wrapper. <laughs> So um, kind of in the same vein of energy, um, I know that you worked with Louise Hay, which is amazing. Um, if you don't know about her listener, she was like the, the mother of a lot of what we're talking about, right? Like manifesting. So I just wanted to know, um, you know, what was that like? So Louise Hay to me was like, so such an important person. Um, my mom actually so this like, this will date me, um, but girl, we went to high school together. Me. So you date yourself and you date me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my mom used to put during her divorce, she was having a hard time when she got divorced, she would put the cassette tape. That's why I was like, this is gonna, this is gonna date me. It's a little white cassette tape of Louise Hay affirmations in the car and we would listen to it. So Louise Hay is very big on affirmations affirming. I do on my Instagram affirmation of the day videos. Um, and those, they'll be on the soon and I just need to put it together. <laughs> yeah, I love those. And, um, so, you know, when I was very sick, um, Louise, Hey, I used a lot. I did a lot of her affirmation work. I did, she has a book, you can heal your life. And Louise Hay is very big on the mind body connection. She even has affirmations for what's, whatever ailment is, mm -hmm. is going on in your body. Um, so I was just very, obviously very, you know, a big fan. And she was writing a book called modern day miracles. And it was about, you know, if, 
she's affected your life and you've healed because of her work, you know, sending your story. And my dream at the time was to be a published Hay House, her publishing company's Hay House, which is Deepak Chopra, Wayne Dyer, Marion Wilson. I mean, a lot of very, I think Gabby Bernstein's yes. house. Mm-hmm. So, you know, very famous publishing. And that was my dream to be, you know, published by, by Hay House. So I sent in my story and um, it got chosen. So wow. um, yeah. So it was, it was really, really cool. Yeah. <laughs> That is amazing. Yeah, I, <clears throat> sorry. I think Joe Dispenza too is one of the authors. Yes, of House that I love. Yeah, I love Hay House. Yeah, and she. Yeah, so it's I, a good crew to be among. <laughs> yeah, and she was. I think. Yeah, I had some cyst problems, and I had. I think it was a therapist who recommended that you can heal your life. Um, book and that was life-changing for me too and I remember in the back it was so cool there's like a little index of just yeah and you can just google it because I still do it Mm. I'm like oh I got this you know you know what is this what is you know let me look it up you know and it's and to me they're always spot on yeah you know and and just saying that affirmation and over again you know really for me has has been influential so try it you know that's Mm -hmm. that's my biggest thing with all these practices you know these tools try it, see if it works for you, experience it for yourself, just give it a try. And if it works, obviously keep doing it, you know? So for me, affirmations have been profound. Yeah, absolutely. And then kind of, I guess, in that vein too, I know that you have worked with a lot of people on their own healing path. So I wanted to hear this podcast is all about storytelling, you know, and you've told your story, uh, parts of it. Um, And do you have stories of clients um, that have really affected you? Um, I think, I think, I mean, they've really affected me. It's interesting. Um, just in their, you know, their will and their drive. I think that's, what's beautiful. You know, that's, what's profound is, is seeing people, you know, we do, we so desperately want to be happy and healthy and, um, to see people who, who want that and, and are, trying to obtain it, but don't necessarily have the right tools. And then you help them and you give them the right tools and you see these amazing changes in their life um, is like the greatest gift ever. You know, I, I love my job. Like, I really do. Yeah. I feel, I feel so blessed and grateful to do what I do, but I mean, like on a physical level, you know, I, you know, recently I had someone just, you know, get off their blood pressure medication that they'd been on for 20 years and they couldn't get over it. And I had a client who had like severe endometriosis and didn't think she could have another kid and went to her doctor. She did a lot of Reiki with me. And uh, the doctor was dumbfounded. Like it completely disappeared. I mean, there, I have a lots of like, healing stories. Um, the one that stands out to me the most actually was a younger client of mine who, um, was a very talent or is, is a very talented artist. And she kind of was in that, you know, like you were mentioning, like we needed permission to not go to the doctor and kind of do this. You know, she was, she was, she went into her family's business and was kind of doing that and not really following her dreams. And, through working with me, she created her own clothing line and like famous rappers are wearing it. And she like skyrocketed, you know, very quickly. And so just, just seeing that, you know, being able to help people to, to follow their heart, their passion to, you know, learning to love themselves, learning to love themselves and value themselves and get out of some toxic relationships and, you know, to, to create lo- lo- the life they want to live, you know, to, to live a, a good, happy, fulfilling life. We, we're all meant to have that, 
You know, we, we're, a lot of us are given, that's why I work a lot on pattern healing. Um, a lot of us are given, uh, you know, a lot of messages at a young age, you know, that say otherwise, but truly we are all meant to live healthy, happy, fulfilling lives where we, I love my life. Like I love what I do for work. You know, I'm excited to share and talk about my passions and give wisdom. And, and by doing so, I have to hold myself accountable and do my yoga practice, which I love, you know, like, mm-hmm. so, you know, we can live better lives. It can be better and it mm-hmm. should be better and you deserve better and you deserve to love yourself and give yourself a break. I love that. I just got like this huge surge of like joy and inspiration from this <laughs> talk. And I feel like I'm on that same path too. like doing this podcast and getting to talk to people like you all the time. is like that fulfills me. And like you said, I'm still holding myself accountable. I'm practicing the yoga. I'm still, you know, taking steps um, towards my own healing. I think we both talked about this, how it's like this constant journey that we're all on. And it's just so fulfilling when you've taken a few steps or you've made some progress to like, you know, share that with others. And it's awesome that you're. Yes. Yes, it is. So do you have any um, practical takeaways for listeners right now who might be going through painful times or looking for alignment? What are your kind of practical takeaways? Well, we're all in trauma right now. I mean, we're all like everyone's right. root chakra is out of balance. We're in a pandemic. Um, yes. So just call, you know, call it what it is. Right. Um, so my takeaways, yeah, my takeaways for that. Um, I mean, I have many, but, but as I was saying earlier, just, you know, give yourself a break, you know, give yourself credit. We're, we are very, very, very hard on ourselves and we are going through something that, you know, no one's ever gone through before, you know, you know, not in this way and with everything, you know, attached and, and in it and no, you know, our, you know, we weren't given any tools from, you know, our, our, you know, predecessors because they didn't go through this, you know, it's all very new. And, um, a lot of us, you know, were given, you know, I have tools from, from, you know, being bedridden, believe it or not, it was like, you know, I'm like housebound, you know, piece of cake, you know, like, right. you know, but for a lot of people that that's a lot, it's a lot, you know, and it, it is a lot. I'm not, I'm not trying to discount it. I'm just trying to make a joke and make it lighten right. it up. But, um, but so, so my takeaways are be easy on yourself, you know, um, you've accomplished a lot. Look at how much you've already accomplished. You know, you know, we're asking parents to, we mentioned earlier, you know, we're asking parents to, to quit work, to try to work at home while having a child on virtual school, while, you know, staying in the house. Well, I mean, it's it, a lot is being asked of us and to honor that and honor yourself for all that you've already gone through um, up until this point. And then on the flip side, you can make a celebration of anything. Um, it doesn't, because you're stuck at home doesn't mean, and because you're disappointed and because you're frustrated does not mean you can't have fun at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, in morning, there is joy. That's why alcohol served at, at, after, after a funeral, you know, you are allowed to laugh. You are allowed to have fun. You are allowed to make these moments in your home. Yes. You're stuck at home, but, but you can play a game. You can, you know, and I encourage, you know, if, if you're able to go for a walk, get outside, get in nature, even look out your windows, you know, look at, look at green plants, you know, you have your breath, you have your, you know, even when I was bedridden, Dr. Bernie Siegel would say, you don't have to go anywhere to have a trip. You have your imagination. 
You have your creativity. You can write stories. You can draw. You can, you know, so, so find the joy where you can, you know, and I think that's something that's really important right now is a lot of us forget that, you know, we, we, we have been so used to looking for outside of us, right? Looking outside of us for validation, for support, for entertainment, everything you need is within you. It's like a seed in a tree that everything that's in that little tiny seed becomes like the mighty oak tree. You know, um, I recently went to, to uh, Santa Cruz and saw these amazing redwoods and it began as a tiny seed. Everything it needed was in it. You are the same. You have everything you need within you. So, I mean, that's one beautiful thing about this is we're all kind of being forced to go inward, to rely on ourselves, you know, to love yourself. The, the most important relationship you're going to have is with yourself, but we can still, I mean, right now we're doing a podcast, you know, still communicate, you know, even though you may be physically isolated, you know, everybody's a phone call away or a FaceTime. Now we have FaceTime away or, you know, or you can go within and, and meditate and you're never alone. You know, even if you, you don't know a, a person, you can go within and within there, there is a voice inside you that's, you know, with you always loving you and supporting you. And, that we have so much more resources inside of us than I think we ever realize. And I think you know, blessing of this is we're beginning to tap into that, you know, that we can always go within for, for everything we want and just be easy on yourself. This is huge what you're going through. I'm actually very big on self-compassion. There's been tons of studies on that, that self-compassion is actually more important than self-esteem for success in life. But yes, being so compassionate with yourself right now, you're, you're going through so much. We all are. And it's almost like this, you know, I tell my daughter, we're in this big kind of scientific experiment. You know what I mean? Like no one's done this. No one knows how to navigate this you know? So, you know, a deep breath. Oh my God, what an amazing tool. Oh, wow. It's always with you. You know, mm -hmm. you can take deep breaths. You can, one of my big tools that I like to give is the S the because that helps get out anger and that helps actually cleanse your, your liver as well. Ooh. And so when I'm angry, I'll it out, you know, like, so if you're feeling anger, you're feeling sort of frustrated, just and you feel better. You I've know never heard that one. Thank yeah. you so much for sharing that. Yeah, it's simple. It's simple, you know, or you know, everybody says take deep breaths. People hate it when you say take deep breaths, you know, at the same, you know, at the same time. But our breath is is amazing. It's powerful. Left nostril breathing is like a Xanax. I'm sure a lot of people in the Xanax, I'm sure industry has has gone up during this time, which is totally okay. You need it, you need it. Um, but you can also just left nostril breathe. And that will calm your, your whole system. You can right nostril breathe. And that's our speed that will give you more energy. If you're feeling worn down, you need more energy, right? nostril breathe. We, we have a whole dynamic chemical compound system. We, our pharmacy is, you know, inside of us. So use it, you know? Yeah. Wow. You have such a, a wise, um, deep toolbox there. I, I knew about <laughs> the, the nostril breathing, but I never heard about the <laughs> so for any listeners who want to find out more about you and your offerings um where can they find you um so lots of places i'm do actually doing i'm very excited about it i am i just launched a new um course for 2021 
and it's called You Don't Have to Go Through 2021 Alone, because I know how tough these times are. Um, and I'm going to have different tiers, but if you'd like, depending what tier you um, choose upon, it can include individual coaching with me as well as a group support. I really, I've spent like the whole year thinking about what do people need right now? And it's community, it's support, as well as one-on-one -on -one personal. So if you do the highest tier level, um, which is really what I created the course to be, uh, you would get weekly one-on-one -on -one coaching with me. You get weekly group. So it'd be a very small group that meets weekly that becomes your community, your support and your accountability. Um, and then I never done this before, but I'm giving 365 days a year access to me, unlimited emails. I will email you back, um, and fully be in your corner, fully supporting you, cheering you on. Um, so you can find me at Instagram is heal with Alana. So it's heal with, and then Alana is spelled A L A N A. And I do affirmation videos and other inspiration there. Um, and then I have also my website is I am Alana Weinberg.com. So it's I A M A L A N A. And then Weinberg is W E I N B E R G. Um, com because <laughs> I am is very, very powerful words. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I will link all that in the show notes too. So thanks. I know. Like... <laughs> they want to find it again. Um, yeah, it'll be there. Excellent. Yeah. The I am that's huge. Tell me more about that. So I am are the most powerful words, you know, that's why. So when you do affirmation works, you say, I am, I am is an, an, an affirmation, you know, you are affirming, I am strong. I am smart. I am brave. I am wise. I, you know, and then you can change it. I deserve the best, but the words I am have a lot of power. And so I do a lot of affirmations for the chakras. And then for me, the crown chakra um, is just, I am, and that's, to me, a reminder of our crown. We all wear a crown, you know, uh, you know, we always say that, you know, like fix someone else's crown or don't forget, you know, you have your crown on. And that's when we feel like we are always in connection with our higher best self that I always have a visualization for myself. Maybe it'll help you guys as well of, you know, there's this higher self of us, you know, it could be, you know, our soul self or when we feel fully in alignment or, you know, when we're the person giving us advice or support that inner voice inside of us, that wisdom. And then I have this image of kind of my inner child that's like a little dis disheveled and she's kind of holding the hand of that woman with the crown on, you know, that, that we can unite them as we go, go throughout our time on this planet. You know, that, that's what I was talking about, like calling in, listening to your, your inner wisdom. So when I say I am, I am all, you know, that energy, that energy that we were talking about earlier is it within everything. So that makes us the same as everything that we're all connected, you know, and, and it also brings upon empathy, you know, to, to care, you know, I am everyone on this planet. So it's important for me personally to take care, you know, and help those that need help as well as the environment. You know, I am the trees, I am the ocean, um, so yeah, I am is very important to me. Oh my gosh. I love that, that, um, explanation that you just made. Cause I, I resonate with those words. I am, um, that was amazing. And I, I like how you took it into like the environment and everyone around us too. that piece of empathy. I hadn't really thought about it like that before. 
So thank you for sharing that. I feel like I just healed with Alana a little bit. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was so nice to chat with you, Alana. Thank you so much for being here. And um, I look forward to next time. That's what I say, you know, at the end of these. And, you know, we we're talking about the silver linings of, uh, you know, staying in sometimes. And, you know, it's like, I'm not having to have all that small talk, like bar conversation anymore so much, or like going out, you know, like now I'm at home and I'm having these real conversations with people that I yes. really resonate with about like things that really, really interest me. And um, it feels like a good use of my time and energy. And I just feel really uplifted. So thank you for being a part of my silver lining today. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> thank you. My pleasure. You're a part of my silver lining. Thank nice. you. All right. Until next time, I'll say. Thank you so much for joining us today. To learn more about today's guest and a wide range of other wellness professionals, please visit our global wellness community at wellville.com. W-E-L-V-I-L.com. I look forward to meeting you next time on the road to Wellville.